There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. This is our Monday edition of the podcast. It certainly is good to be back on the podcast with you today. And uh, the Lord has blessed us and been down at Spring Hope in North Carolina and had good meetings down there. We thank the Lord. All day yesterday, we were in service. We had Sunday school and the church hour. And then, of course, we had the Sunday night service as well. And Lord willing, as you hear this, the McVeighs are home safe and sound. We chose to come home after the service there in Spring Hope so that we could be at the New Hope Baptist Church for tonight's service. I'll be preaching, Lord willing, at 6 o'clock. That's in Broadtop, Pennsylvania. And uh, we certainly look forward to what the Lord is going to do in that service. Tomorrow night, Thursday night, Brother Mark Curlin, also been evangelist in many years, will be preaching. I'll be preaching Wednesday and Friday, 6 p.m., with a supper to follow each night. And so we just want to make that known. There will be supper in the church each and every night after service. And so if you are in the area, I'd love to have you come. If you know others that would like to come, please invite them. It's an open for whosoever will. And we're praying that God will work in these meetings. God will save sinners for his honor and for his glory. We were down south in Martinsville, of course, at the new year, and then there in Spring Hope as well, and yesterday, and now, of course, back in Pennsylvania. But I've marveled at the difference in people, just how people change that quick, from what they call the spirit of Christmas, the Christmas season, uh, New Year's, and now it's like the gloom has started to set in. The depression has started to set in. People are angry again. Uh, people, are, people are very bothered again. They're just unstable. They're just, in all their ways, they're unstable. And the reason why is simply what our psalmist said in Mem, verse 97 of Psalm 119. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. He said, great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. That's the promise of God. The reason people are so hurt, so wounded, so distraught, so bitter is because they don't love the law of God. They do not meditate in the law of God night and day. And if you knew the law of God, there is a law for every circumstance of life. You may not fully understand that, but God, through the word of God and through the spirit of God, can give you understanding of what you need in that law. And there is understanding that the law will take care of your needs. The law will meet your spiritual needs. And so he goes on then. He says, through thy commandments hast made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. And what an advantage to be wiser than your enemies. And I personally like history. I like the history of battles, especially American battles. And I've read much on Guadalcanal and Iwo Jima, 
read much on uh, Kasserine Pass and, of course, the North Africa campaign. I've always been kind of interested in that. And then my grandfather was D-Day plus six, and so I followed him, as far as you will, his units, what I can find on them through Europe and, of course, the Battle of the Bulge and the history with Bastogne and everything there. And then and that continues on. I like to read about Vietnam, the Gulf War, I go back to the Civil War, Revolutionary War. And I read about these battles and I read about the wisdom that commanders had. And part of the wisdom they had is they knew more than their enemies. They had understanding, the topography, the lay of the land. One of the great disadvantages is to, to a commander is when he has to attack a people on their home turf. They know the people. They know the system. They know when the river rises. They know and can read the weather, and they know the maps, and they know the secrets, and all of those things. It's Mosby's Raiders in northern Virginia, the great advantage they had. It's why it was so hard to catch Mosby. Even when they caught him, he slipped away from them because he knew the lay of the land. Why this wisdom that you have that gives you an advantage over your enemy. And the wisdom he speaks of here is through the commandments of God. What an advantage that gives us if we'll obey the commandments of God, believe the commandments of God. What advantage that is over our enemies. We don't have to act like them. We don't fight fire with fire. We just take the word of God and stand the word of God, believe the word of God, and it fights for itself. It speaks for itself. And by the way, humility is a part of that, but more than anything else is meekness. Meekness demands that. So when you're wiser than your enemies, you don't fight your enemies as they fight. You take the word of God, and your battle is a spiritual battle. It's not physical battle. It's not spiritual carnal warfare. It's spiritual. And I've battled that in ministry my whole life against religious people and non-religious people. And you that are saved by the grace of God, those of you seeking God that hopefully will be saved, there's going to be a time in your life you're going to have enemies come up against you. And the laws of God, by the commandments of God, are the only thing that's going to make you wiser than your enemies. And they'll gloat and they'll make you feel like a piece of dirt. And they'll make you feel like you're a loser and a scumbag. And, and you probably are, but the reality is, is that God is going to do that for you and give you wisdom by his commandments. That's why we hide these commandments in our hearts, why we take the laws of God, put them in our lives. It's not for an advantage, but then he said this, they're ever with me. And so those laws and commandments, statutes, precepts, and testimonies, they're with us forever. We cannot escape them. We put them in our heart. In verse 99, I have more understanding than all my teachers. For thy testimonies are my meditation. I've said many times, I know that the man of God, the servant of the Lord, is apt to teach. He is to teach. He's ever teaching. He's ever given the wisdom he's learned in life. But do you realize that if you don't apply that, then it's in vain. If you don't spiritually apply the teaching, you're going to miss it all. And so many people have a practical guide to living, but they don't have the spiritual and can I tell you, the spiritual will lead to the practical. If you have the spiritual right, the practical will fall into place. But so many people are trying to reverse. They're trying a practical way of life, ultra separation, and, and a lifestyle. And they're trying to apply then principles of God's word using those things. And they get the practice ahead of the doctrine. The doctrine produces right living. And that's why he has more understanding than his teachers. As I teach, I taught Sunday school yesterday in the house of God. I pray that somebody takes the things they've learned from me and take them further than I've ever taken them. As a pastor friend of ours says, he says many times, I wish the young men coming along would stand on our shoulders and see farther than we've ever seen. I look at some of the men that trained me, holy men, godly men, men that live far cleaner than I live. 
men that far outweighed me in spiritual matters. Yet there's things I see that they don't see. You know why? Because I have stood upon their shoulders and I have more knowledge and more understanding than my teachers. Because I've taken everything they taught me, compounded that with what the Spirit of God has taught me, my own experience, my own walk with God. Now, if a young man, I do praise my sons, come along behind me, and I instruct them in everything that those precious men taught me, and then I instruct them in the things not only they taught me, but then also that I learned, and then instruct my sons, they can take that even further and farther than I have ever taken it. That's what he's speaking of here. I have more understanding than all my teachers for thy testimonies are my meditation. You young men that are listening to this podcast, young ladies especially, listening to this podcast, take the good things you're taught and then teach others. But the things you've learned of God, teach them to others. They're just as important. It's not just parody. One of the things that really troubles me about a person that claims to be saved when they're just a parrot. And I realize when you first get saved, you are a parrot. You parrot your pastor, you parrot other preachers, you parrot the people around you. You're just saying what they say, repetition, you know. Jesus saves, Lord of God, hallelujah. Jesus saves, yes, he does. And you just parrot those things. Why? Because that's what you're learning. You're learning the new language. And eventually, though, you need to branch out on your own and not be a parrot, but rather say the things that God has revealed to you and have confidence to know that God taught them to you. And boy, that just opens up a whole nother door for us to run through in this rabbit trail. But the reality is a lot of people don't have confidence to speak because they don't have confidence that God has taught them things. And they cannot speak the things that God has taught me. And I know God taught me. I don't hesitate to speak those things. But there are things I've been taught of man where I've gotten trouble repeating them because God didn't teach that to me. Yet at the same time, I've learned good things from good men. A man might be able to use an illustration or use a, a parable, so to speak, and it'd be applicable because he understands that parable. I've tried to parrot parables and just came out looking like an absolute fool. And so therefore, take those things, take the word of God, take those things God has taught you, teach others, but also add to that your understanding. In verse 100, he said, I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. And you can find the irony. And if not, I don't think it's irony. But in verse 100, he speaks of the ancients. And that's a whole other story. But I understand more than the ancients. Why? Because I keep thy precepts. You realize there are things we see by faith that some of the ancients did not see. There are things we can understand by faith they never knew. They saw it. They saw that city afar off. They were looking for that city, but at the same time, they'd not come into that city. And yet you and I now have so much more knowledge, so much more information. I mean, I can pick up this smartphone on my table here. I can have a couple clicks and have the entire King James Bible displayed before me. I can search it in different formats and phrases and words. Man, the accessibility is unbelievable. I don't have to sit there with a candle or a fat lamp in the middle of the night and try to try to turn thousands and thousands of manuscripts and pages and try to search one word and see if it be so. No, I have so much more ability. Therefore, to whom much is given, much shall be required. God is going to obligate things from us in this day that he didn't obligate from our forefathers. Purity of the word is one of those things. There's no doubt in my mind having a pure text, using a pure text, preaching a pure text, not deviated from it. Listen, there was a time God winked at some of that ignorance. God is not going to wink at that today. Man gets up there and says, well, a better rendering is found here. He's useless to God. He's useless with God. Why? Because we have so much information today. We know more than the ancients. We have more understanding than the ancients because of the precepts of God. 
I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. That's what God is really going to obligate us with, to keep us from every evil way. Men are waxing worse and worse, and because iniquity abounds, the love of many has waxed cold. But that does not excuse us in waxing cold. It does not excuse our indifference, our sloth, our laziness, the fact that we do not care. Listen, God has had me preaching more in this last year and a half than I've ever preached in my life. I've gone weeks on end preaching every single day. There are days I'll preach a podcast, I'll preach in the evening. Uh, There are days I'll preach a podcast, preach somewhere else, preach in the evening, preach in the day. I've preached as many as five times a day. That's unusual today. But again, the old timers thought if you didn't, if you preached less than three times a day, you were a nothing. You should have found somewhere to preach three times that day. Well, I don't have those opportunities today. But you know what God has given me? God's given me opportunity to preach when I can, where I can. And I have created preaching opportunities for myself. I've created opportunities to preach. I've created places to preach. One of the great places, the venues you have to preach is to your family. It's one of the great venues you have. Preach. Preach to them, teach them, instruct them, give them understanding. You know why? Because you need to teach them to refrain their feet from every evil way, that I might not keep thy word. What a disgrace to not keep the word of God, to fall short of the word of God, to profess salvation and come short of his word. In verse 1 or 2, I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me all those precious things that God has taught us. Can I say this? God does not just teach us from the word of God, although he does teach us from the word of God. God will use men to teach us. God will use his judgments to teach us. God will use his spirit to teach us. We know that according to scripture. And there are times that God uses those judgments in correlation with the spirit of God, and he'll reveal these things to us that we don't depart from them. He's taught us. How does that work? Well, you do something, and whether you get away with it or not, it might be evil, it might not be. But you find out the man of God stands in the pulpit and preaches exactly what you did, tells you exactly what you're guilty of. You see it now through God's eyes. The Spirit of God bears witness with it in correlation with the Scripture. And you know what? God has now taught you. He's used three instruments. He's used human instrument. He's used his Spirit. And he's used the Word of God to teach you, to instruct you. If you're willing to receive it, God will continue to instruct you in that manner. That's why it's the foolishness of preaching that God's pleased with. Because a man stands up in his frail flesh. I've been doing this podcast now a little bit over a year. The frail to my flesh, sometimes I record late at night, sometimes early in the morning, sometimes in the afternoon. Sometimes I record two or three. I record my children in bed. I record my children laying on the floor with their mouths taped shut. Not literally, but not physically, rather. And... Yet at the same time, there's just times that I just bring forth what God has taught me, the things that God has shown me. Many of these things man taught me, and the Spirit of God bore witness with them. And I just continue to add that to my life and add that to my life, and that I do not depart from the judgments of God. How sweet are thy words unto my taste. So taste and see that the Lord is good. How do you taste the word of God? Find out how sweet it is. Find out how wonderful it is. Find out where the honey is coming out of the rock and go up and lick the rock and find out how sweet it is. Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. That's how sweet the word of God is. It is precious to those that believe. He is precious to those that believe. And we take this word of God, we take the honey of the word of God, the sweetness of the word of God, and there is a taste to it. It is a sweetness. It is a savoriness to us. Combined with sweetness, only God can do that. Uh, years ago, 
when I was still a bachelor, I made up my mind I was going to try to cook better than anybody I knew. I wanted to eat good. And I mean, as far as good tasting food, didn't always have the best quality of ingredients, but good tasting. So I made up my mind. The one thing I learned pretty early on, you really only have the four senses of taste. And when I lost my sense of smell a couple of years ago, I did not lose my sense of taste. That was short term. I couldn't smell aromas. I couldn't smell herbs, but I could taste salt. I could taste sweet. I could taste bitter. And, you know, God has God has given us that, that we can taste those things. But the favorite of all to most people is sweetness. There's the savoriness of salt. You taste the salt. You can taste the bitter herbs. There's a bitterness you can taste as part of your taste system. And then there's that sweetness on the tip of your tongue. A perfect dish has a little bit of acid, a little bit of sugar, and a little bit of salt. You can taste those different tastes in in the perfect dish. Chefs learn how to combine those things. They say what a lot of people are missing is a little bit of sourness. That's the other thing that's missing. They have a bitter, they have a sweet, they have a a salt, but they miss that sourness. They tell you put vinegar, things like that in in your dishes. Give it some tanginess. But the thing that stands out to people is that sweetness. What do they finish a meal with? Sweetness. What do they finish uh, their, their, their dessert is going to be? It's going to be sweetness. Something that they can enjoy after the fact. That's what sweetness does for us. That's what the Word of God ought to do. It's sweeter to honey than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. God gives us the understanding more than the ancients, more than our elders, more than our teachers. He gives us that through his precepts. Therefore, I hate every false way. God hates every false way. We need to cling to the word of God, believe every right way, every true way, taste the sweetness of God's word and enjoy the things of God. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning and he longs to Turn to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website. Or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption calleth nigh. There only was tried. Now the angels of God are rejoicing. For the prodigal child has come home. And the saints all with gladness are seen. Glorious song of the redeemed.